0: All right, and welcome back to Keno Clash. This week we've got. Whoa. My... Whoa. What?
1: How's everybody doing? I feel like coming into a little <laughs> Shut hot. Shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, nah. we,
1: Every we haven't re- we haven't recorded in a minute. Listeners want to know how we are. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do we can they get probably to that. do i just want
0: to get the like i just want to get the opening I, I, I don't know <laughs> i've
1: been listening to some of our recordings and i feel our energy is a lot better when we get a mingle in we get to you know catch well up we've been with mingling we just right, spent well, the last 20 minutes mingling yeah some of were, us have uh, to listen to their recordings.
2: crack in a cold and one and,
1: and, and, and listen just, uh, and uh, to yourself talk getting okay
0: okay here okay let's let's mingle kyle okay. kyle how was your day
1: it was pretty good. I, I had a cold call today, and I did pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I didn't cry or nothing. I...
0: Tell us, Hey, tell us the details of that.
1: Well, it was about Evidence Rule 407. Um, it was a case about uh, this guy who uh, he f- he fucking died because uh, uh, doctors didn't have him on heparin. So, I mean, you know,
0: you gotta... Well, this is because... I thought this might be a little bit more fun than it is. (laughs) Hey, Kyle, what's
3: your first middle and last name and also legal address? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) sure (laughs) So my first
0: name is
1: The, my middle name is Supreme, and my last name is The Slimer. So it's The Supreme, The Slimer. Okay. Uh, Address is The Slime Pit. Um,
3: (laughs) Everybody knows where that is, so...
1: Any uh, any other questions? Anything else I can give you there? Uh, zip code is goo.
3: No, not to dox you or nothing. I just, uh, I mean, I mean, nobody's brave enough to visit the slime pit. Quite <laughs> no,
1: frankly. but Alex didn't want to be here. He just uh... Alex got stuck.
3: He uh, his 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 right foot, his right big toe, got caught in the slime, and he's
0: been here ever since. All yeah. quicksand pit! Second...
1: lead to the slime pit. <laughs> that is well, uh...
0: and really, the second the second you sensed his foot touching the slime you just pulled him right underneath
1: yep. yep 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 sure did a, a ripple right, well, i feel we've we've wasted <laughs> enough people's time now uh, I, I feel good about that
0: oh you you think this is good <laughs> I, you feel like this I is think good this now? is good i think
1: this is good okay. enough i feel warmed up i feel lubricated yeah uh, no
3: we're two and a half minutes in i the think i think glowing the slime <laughs> is
1: flowing. I am oozing, ladies well,
3: and gentlemen. I mean, I guess on that note, we know that Kyle, a.k.a. the Slimer, or rather, should I say the Slimer, a.k.a. Kyle, is here. Um, the
2: Supreme the Slimer.
3: The the Supreme the Slimer is here, <laughs> the a.k.a. Supreme Kyle leader of the Slimer. Yeah. The, the Grand Wizard. Okay. No, just the Slimer, Ka- a, a.k.a. Kyle, is here. Uh, I, me, Ryan, is here. I'm gonna reach out my parasocial tendrils and uh,
0: say hello to some people. Hi.
3: <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> uh, Brendan, uh, No. Title is here as well.
2: Yeah. And Alex, the Slimer's newest victim, is here.
0: AKA the Owl Man. That's what
3: everybody's calling him <laughs> on the socials. It is.
1: We're calling him the Owl Man <laughs> these days.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is episode twenty six. Everybody, isn't that crazy?
1: That is kind of crazy. <laughs> oh, we this missed... feels like one. We missed our one year.
3: We did. Oh yeah, yeah August
1: thirtieth was our one year. Oh, no. Yeah,
0: I feel like we didn't upload until like November though, so it doesn't
3: even feel like it.
1: Well, I mean, for us, it's special. Yeah,
0: we should celebrate the real one, right? Yeah. We should celebrate the the November the, the of anniversary
3: August? of the hour long Green Mile explanation. <laughs>
0: Actually, that
1: was earlier in August. That was earlier in August. Um, no, our first ever decided Kino Clash was August thirtieth, twenty twenty-one. We have been doing this for one oh. year.
3: Uh, I'm not, actually a little I sadly missed it.
1: it. I, I am too. I I, I had a bit, ba- but honestly, this is kind of fitting because one year later, and we're doing American Animals again. Go Brendan <laughs> Segway. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay that's a terrible segue <laughs> that, that the worst part about that segue is the cleverness of it comes entirely from a letterbox review that you liked about uh better luck tomorrow so that's a real lame thing that's like joke stealing oh buddy we're gonna send buddy, you to the... i've got
1: my own written down i've got all will wait okay wait good i was gonna say time. we're
0: gonna we're gonna send you to the same hell pit they sent carlos mencia to um <laughs> anyway uh so yeah today we are talking about better luck tomorrow which is i believe what my 13th seed you're 13 correct in that 13 uh and that's up against the lost city of z which is alex's four seed four okay awesome uh so we're gonna be starting with better luck tomorrow and i'll get that description going let me just open up that firefox tab and there we go all right so better luck tomorrow directed by justin lynn uh, is described as a group of overachieving overachieving asian american high school seniors enjoy a power trip when they dip into extracurricular criminal activities i think that's reasonable uh, that's, i that's think that's great.
1: fantastic i think that's one of the better ones we've had
0: yeah it's short simple sweet gets everything across um Yeah, I think the most striking thing about this movie, uh, at least at first blush, is the fact that it's directed by uh, Justin Lin, uh, which I'm sure Kyle and I are going to talk about uh, at least somewhat, uh, judging by Kyle's, I think, pre-stated opinions of Justin Lin uh <laughs> in prior episodes of this show but i want to throw it to you guys i want to hear what you guys thought about this movie right off the bat who hadn't seen it before uh this this time i mean i don't think show. any of
3: us had seen it i think this was new to everybody i don't know uh in in the discord call not sure who uh who chimed in first there but i'm
0: i'm happy to go first
3: as please um so as somebody who had seen <laughs>
0: Deliver us from this. As please. somebody who had
3: seen Need for Speed Tokyo Drift, this was quite the surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, I I liked it, what can I say? I thought it was a good teen drama. I thought all the characters were really fun. It had a great kind of breakbeat early 2000s soundtrack. It was uh it was a fun watch. I can't say that it did anything especially great for me, but that said I definitely did not uh I I wasn't disappointed with any moment of my time. I I had a really good time watching it. It just didn't like wow me in any way. The biggest thing is the uh, what Virgil and Hal being in this and knowing them previously from Tokyo Drift, which came several years after this. I thought that was kind of interesting. So yeah, uh, I I I don't know. Like I I don't know what kind of movie this is. I don't know if this counts as a Fast
0: and Furious movie, but. <laughs> I mean, I can I can illuminate that just briefly uh, before we move on to other uh, other people's opinions. Uh, so this was made before, obviously. Uh, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Um, Justin Lin later said that the characters that he put in Tokyo Drift are the same characters, and he used that as a sort of a, a way to make a backdoor origin story for. Um, Han, yeah, and Tokyo Drift. So that is technically canon. Uh, the, I mean, I'd say Better so. Luck Tomorrow is a part of the Fast and the Furious universe. So I like
3: mean, that's uh, so i I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did watch part of Tokyo Drift before we recorded the day.
0: So yeah, um, yeah. But so if and. In case anyone was trying to maintain a streak of not watching any of the Fast and the Furious movies, sorry, gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. I was trying to maintain that,
1: and I actually did the the literature and reading, and I was like, oh shit, this is canon.
0: (laughs) Tricked ya. Uh,
3: Yeah, I mean, nothing to do with cars, really, but yeah, it it was an enjoyable
0: time. I mean, there's some, hey, there's some sick vehicles in this movie.
1: Spoken like a true Fast and the Furious fan.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Han's car. Um. Uh, uh. What is his name? Um. Uh. What is his name? John Cho's character. Yeah. 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 John Cho's character. Yeah. Uh, his motorcycle. Sick as hell. BMWs. All white. Yeah, an all white BMW motorcycle. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. His character is yeah, stealing no. cars. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Um,
3: yeah I don't i I guess just to close down I liked it didn't wow me in in many ways, but I had a really good time watching it
2: oh me indeed I'm honored um I have a slightly more positive take than Ryan I really really liked it and it did a lot for me um i I was very pleasantly surprised normally two thousands early two thousands movies or nineties movies don't do it for me because they feel a little too too cheesy and too hammy. Can you think of any
1: examples off the top of your head?
2: Um, Spike is 3D. Game anything over. with. Yeah, I, that <laughs> was actually a fun time. Uh, anything with uh, Freddie Prince Jr.
1: I was looking for more of like, a snatch there, but fair oh, enough. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but wish. no, I, I loved the, the art direction of this movie, the cinematography. It was so fast and crazy and really. I don't know. I I, I was in. I loved all the characters. I thought every single character was super fun or super interesting. Um, Even the annoying ones, they didn't come off as super obnoxious. And I enjoyed seeing them on screen. Like like Virgil got to be a little much. But every time he was on, I was like, you know what? Let's see what this guy's up to. And he's always up to something interesting. This movie took me for a lot of pleasant twists and turns. I really liked the way it ended. Super satisfyingly unsatisfying. Um, and I can't believe it was made for the budget that it was made for. Wasn't it like, hundred fifty thousand? Is a hundred fifty thousand? Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and
0: what? I think what was it? It was uh 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 MC Hammer put up the money for yes! it something like that. <laughs> like ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. It's an MTV studios picture. Fucking not a real studio does not exist anymore. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, he, Justin Lin stretched that money out to its limits, and
1: it shows it, I, I loved everything about it. And, uh, I'll go next, so, I'll say first off, Brendan, I liked that letterbox review because I was thinking it the entire movie, and I felt validated <laughs> to see someone else say it. Uh, second <clears> off, <throat> what I didn't like about that letterbox review is that it called itself Asian American Animals, and that's shitty. Because this came first. So American Animals is wasp better luck tomorrow. That's the Mm. rules. Um, This is all to say, I loved it. I liked it more than Alex. It made me regret not voting for American Animals. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that sincerely uh maybe not not regret voting for american animals but it made me lament the fact that it went up against the juggernaut that is the green mile um as
0: i was gonna say kai you can't take the green mile back that's that's one of the few that you have yeah, no, no 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 i do love the green mile I, I i
1: gotta i gotta separate bit from reality um but yeah no i i loved it i thought number one hats off to justin len my opinion has genuinely changed after this i,
0: I told you Kyle. however
1: i'm not i'm afraid he might have lost it still i'll be wait i'll be very uh on the edge of my seat to see what he comes out with next because i still hate star trek beyond i think it's dog shit but this is a really really good movie and the guy <laughs> clearly has potential to make really really good movies especially with the hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget thing um Truly. Yeah. I was, I was floored. I loved this.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This was a, this was another, um, was assigned this in college during my, uh, Asian American film and literature class. Uh, and boy, that class has done nothing but pay off. Like I found so much stuff that I just instantly fell in love with. And this, this was one of the, uh, the major ones. I think that like when I first watched this movie, it, was just so compelling. I love the way it's shot. It's shot on like the shittiest film. Like it looks so washed out and like bleached at times, but I love that. It just, I don't know. I just, I just love the way it looks. I love how the film looks like it's been deep fried uh, at times. I love all the stylistic choices that uh, Justin Lin makes the quick cuts, the weird, like rapid editing um, and like fast forward and stuff that happens uh in in the film i i think all that stuff works so well the soundtrack i love that it's this like 2000 soundtrack but none of it is like super obvious music you know it's all kind of like just under the surface like cuts and that makes it just feel a lot more i don't know like legitimate and less hokey especially once you see the mtv logo pop up on the screen (laughs) you know you're like oh what am i in for and then it's like oh no these this is all like this is a great soundtrack for this movie um i think all the performances are fantastic i love how everyone just kind of looks like they fit into the world like no one i I, like i think there's like two characters that look unbelievably cool and that is han and steve but they're supposed to look unbelievably cool (laughs) uh I, I love the way that characters are introduced. I love the way that we get to know yeah. characters. Uh, it's it's it, it is just one of the best like I don't know delivered products for for such a, a bare bones concept and script. Like it it's just it hits on every level continuously. I, one thing that I want to talk about before we branch into like individual sections is just that. One of my favorite shots in cinema is the intro to Han where he flicks the cigarette at the screen and then you get the reverse shot and you see the cigarette fly in from out of frame and hit Virgil in the head. <laughs> that is such a tight shot. That's so cool. <laughs> Having a dude lean up on his red sports car and flick a cigarette at <laughs> one of the like already annoying characters. <laughs> I just like instantly like that's a cool guy i don't think that scene uh, and, resonated
1: with me i'll be curious though because yeah i mean hearing you describe it i'm like oh yeah that sounds awesome
0: yeah um i i, I yeah i think that this is whenever i think about what justin lynn should do or can do next with his career i always think about this movie like oh my god i want you to make just like a small movie or a small idea made bigly and uh, sort of a pain and gain way. Like I'd love to see him do something like that. That was or another movie
1: like, I thought of after watching this. Was pain and gain? Yeah, and I was like something
0: oh! like, like a like some sort of like ugh, like greasy crime uh, uh, thriller that has an absurd budget behind it, but that's still small and very grounded. I, I think that that'd be really interesting to see from him. But I think he's actually doing a One Punch Man movie next. So I'm seeing uh, that might, on uh, its letterboxed. Yeah. Yeah. So we might have to wait uh, uh, another another round. But uh, yeah, let's get into the actual meat and potatoes of this discussion. So um, obviously this movie uh, ha- has a lot going on in it. I think that right out the gate I want to talk about its comedy. I find this movie to be absolutely hilarious. Um, I want to talk about that. Was there any moment that stuck out to any of you as being just uh, ridiculously funny? Like laugh out loud moments.
2: I don't think I laughed that loud at any moment. I thought it was definitely funny. Uh, I wouldn't call it hilarious. I'm honestly blanking on anything, any specific moments that I found really funny. I need a, a refresher. I need yeah, I, to talk about it.
3: I on, yeah. It it honestly, this is weird because it seems like I like it the least, but I still like it quite a bit. I I truthfully, I didn't find anything laugh out loud funny. I just thought the overall presentation was very comedic, and I the uh the nostalgia of that kind of break beat quick cut fast forward through high school hallways uh kind of action yeah uh, i mean that was just kind of humorous in its own right um i don't know if that's nostalgia or, or genuine comedy coming out but yeah nothing in particular necessarily i like virgil as a character I, th- I thought he added a a nice relief how he was just kind of like this kind of I don't know, piece of junk kid that they all brought around <laughs> and uh, took to the parties and everything and he was always kinda like <laughs>
0: he was always kinda, kinda stirring. I up mean trouble. that <laughs> that part where he's he's standing over um over the uh, the football oh, player the character's uh no the tennis player's shoulder. What what is his name? Uh he's Derek. part of the main group. Yeah, Derek. He's standing over Derek's shoulder and he's going, shoot him, shoot yeah, him, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> it's such like a
3: a little weasel no exactly i think uh that's probably the biggest Um, comedy
0: i got out of it was just virgil being a weasel (laughs) yeah no um for me like the part that always makes me just fucking lose it when i'm watching the movie is the cut to uh free ben let ben play (laughs) basketball game And Derek, uh, like, drums up the fake outrage over uh, Ben being a benchwarmer with the, like, what, uh, Asian Student Alliance or something like that. So you just see all of them in the stands
1: screaming. And I'll tell you what was really fascinating about this movie, just as a slight digression. So what, it's 2001, right, that it comes out? Um,
0: Yeah.
1: How... Like, like, this movie could have come out... 20 years later 2021 and I feel the depiction of high school would have been the exact same like I mean it it was striking just how much it was like oh my god this is yeah like you know I feel like whenever you see a high school movie and, and like I mean that not even as a like the entertainment version of high school like this felt like the actual version of high school. Oh, yeah! I, I wanted that was one thing I wanted to talk about. How this felt I, like
2: true high school. Really? I loved, like, yeah, I, I loved how the main characters were all like super smart, like genuinely very smart and, and intelligent, and were going at these like um these competitions. The I forgot what they're called, but anyway, like that that, that, that the, the, those the decathlon. Yeah, um, yeah. Because like in in high school depictions is always like oh the cheerleader's an idiot the jock's an idiot and then the smart ones are nerds but here it's like no like everyone is smart some people are dumb but everyone like gets up to their own different things these guys became like drug lords in their high school and then got really violent but like like i I don't know i I feel like that's a a very accurate depiction of high school i've always seen like a lot of the popular people in my high school were also like honor students and straight a's and all that yeah so i know i I like that aspect of those characters because it made them definitely more interesting
0: I th- I think that this might be a, uh, a like a, a person to person thing, and Alex, Kyle, uh, and myself we all were went to the same high school, so we saw a lot of the same stuff. Uh, and I think that this kind of stands out to us particularly because yeah, we were in a lot of the circles that kind of dipped into the way that that these kids behave a little bit, not in the like extreme ways, but we all knew honors kids who were throwing. Um, Parties and stuff like that, and acting a little bit rambunctious, despite being, you know, honors kids. You know, so that that's why it sticks out to me as being like this very like genuine depiction of high school. But I also completely imagine that that's not everyone's. <laughs> Someone might have a more nineteen fifties uh, uh, um, <laughs> experience in high school, and that obviously isn't going to are... be well, see, uh, it's, reflected. It's yeah.
1: interesting you say that because I feel like more as as someone who got to view both campuses through their years. Uh I feel like more high schools are becoming like our high school and Oh, without a doubt. And high schools uh like Ryan went to and I grew up in, uh are, and Ryan I think you would agree, our hometown is in a lot of ways stuck in the nineteen fifties.
3: I I mean I don't know. I just felt like this one was very much it felt more like college students both in like their look how they looked like they were 30 and then also in their their <laughs> actions they're like i'm in five ap classes like i i know how to handle myself like i don't know it just it, it didn't feel very genuine like how high schoolers I, talk i about. mean
0: that that <laughs> is like stuff that we would hear at our high school yeah though. i was gonna yeah. say that like, Ryan, like no so joke many
2: people who overworked themselves and did five ap classes they did two clubs after school and then went home and did their projects and homework and came back and rinsed and repeat
1: like I know I can, name and then they were real assholes yeah. about it. and then it believe it—that like. was their personality. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't. Um, maybe I just hung out with different people because I don't know. It just fe- probably.
0: It, well, that's what I mean. Like there's a if, sense it's, of disingenuity. I think
3: like with the writing for this, for me, but I don't know maybe that's just my perspective. It just. I, I think the the look of the people were throwing me off as well because there no way anybody yeah. was under the age of like twenty three in this movie. Han stood out um, the most. I think
2: everyone else was, was pretty I
1: legitimately looked, did not like know Han was year old in man. high school for half of this movie. Yes. I know, I, 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 I thought the same yeah, I thought he was you so a It county. doesn't
0: seem like he is until they say he got expelled.
1: <laughs> However, Ryan I will raise you, there were many people in our high school that I did not know were students at our
0: high school <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, no, I I think that uh at I, I, I think that this is a very specific depiction of of a high school experience in the same way that like, uh in Pixar's Turning Red, that's a very specific depiction of someone's adolescence, and if you don't have that specific experience, it might bounce you off a little bit more than people who have had like a very similar experience to that. And I would say that this is the same thing. interesting, we. We all, like like Alex, Kyle, and I, have had, had a very similar like high school experience to what this movie depicts, and so even if it is a little hokey at times, we just are bought into the concept. Like, we're not already going, this seems weird. Like, we're bought in completely, whereas for you, it's having to, to sell itself a little bit harder, <laughs> and maybe it doesn't live up to for that me, expectation.
3: For me, it really just seems like the cliche version of what you think honors high school is like.
2: Oh, but, but it's so real though it's so real yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. the thing that's the thing it feels it feels fake but when you're in it, it that's that, yeah that's how it is <laughs> at the very least um, if you
2: can't relate to that high school experience I, I just find it very refreshing that the quote-unquote villains of this movie weren't the popular cheerleaders or the jocks like there were there were people way more realistic and grounded <laughs>
0: Yeah. We love um, I was but...
1: about to do something that would have been redacted so I did
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, drop a name. Drop a name. Drop a hot name right here. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: no, yeah. no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Write it up here. Okay. <laughs> we, we could cut
3: it, Kyle. I mean, what about it? Yeah, we can cut I'm it. Curious, <laughs> so.
1: Now it's not even going to... It wasn't even a name. It was Alex saying... Okay, you gotta cut this. Man. <laughs> it was Alex saying uh, uh, on that on, one was there. just for me. That one was just for me. I wanted to keep it. To myself. I'll, I'll, you
0: know, what, I'll cut that out and I'll send it to you, and you can just have that sound. <laughs> Thanks, just <man>. for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, anyway, however, um, that does yeah, kind so of
1: in a in a slight. Way. I can't
0: use it. Don't don't. Can I say can I just force a segue? Can I just force a segue? Yeah, just force it. <laughs> just force it. segway
1: Um, <laughs> how did we view our main characters uh because i like by the end of it i was like oh these these are bad people like it yeah there was no that was something i really liked as opposed to american animals is that there was no redemption whatsoever um and it was no like, oh, these yeah. are heinous people um you know or not well, even think... necessarily that but like by the end after i guess you know, after they beat John Cho to death, like, everybody's true colors show, and I feel like the mirage was kind of cast away, and it's like, oh, we see... In my experience, anyway, it was like, I fell in love with a lot of these guys. Like, I really like Derek, uh, the, like, cool, hyper-social jock most of the time, and then at the end, it turns out he's only looking out for himself, which is a character trait which was established at the very, like, first time we meet him. Um, and I thought that was just, I mean, magnificently done. Like, I, to have that curtain ripped off and be like, oh wait, this is the same guy I knew he was at the beginning of this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, no, you're you're absolutely right. I was just going to say that um, this movie, because of the way it ends and because it's not based on I mean, it is slightly like this, I guess, mirrors a a real case that happened, but because it's not actually based on any particular people, they don't have to contend with the lives that those people lived after the fact. You know, whereas American Animals, you were watching, you were were hearing from the people who actually did the things that are being portrayed in the movie. And I feel like that kind of complicates things because they, you know, there is a conclusion, there is a resolution to that story. Uh, that they have to build to or at least give you a piece of Uh, whereas in uh, uh, Better Luck Tomorrow it kind of ends before you know what happens to everyone so Mm. it it, you you see that you see that sobering moment that moment where everyone is kind of forced to to choose their sort of moral side Um, and and then you don't see the aftermath or if that comes to to necessarily bite anyone in the ass more than it already has. Um. No,
1: that was, I also, I really liked how the movie ends without us seeing the, you know, not, resol- yeah, I guess resolution of each of these people's arcs. It's just like, well, now we know who they are and it's up to us to kind of, you know, figure out what goes on from there. I really, uh, yeah, I, I thought the ending was just landed perfectly.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that at the very end, our protagonist, who seemed so so set on trying to undo a lot of the stuff that he had done uh, uh, with the other guys when they were kind of like f- in full crime mode, um, just kind of accepting that, hey, um, I'm going to date this, guy's, uh, th- th- this guy I killed's girlfriend and i'm not gonna say anything about what happened <laughs> like that that and was I, insane I, to me
1: that was like, like one of the most heinous things i have ever of just like I, I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna date this chick yeah you know
0: <laughs> uh oh that reminds me does anyone have anything they want to say about the characters before i gets before i move on to a, another topic I mean, I've got
1: a, I've got a bunch. Of, I loved all the characters. Like,
0: can we, can we circle back to, to more of what you're gonna say then? Because I want to bring up one particular moment uh, that relates to him dating. Uh, um, what, what was her name? Kim.
1: Don't think it was Kim.
0: I don't think it was Kim either. Mm. Um, no. I mean, I, I like truly
1: every single of the characters we followed. I was absolutely enamored with. Um. Ben, you know, I thought he was a great protagonist. I loved following his story. And I, the, the thing that I really liked about this as a whole and how it did its characters, uh, and at first I wasn't a fan, is how quick it is. Like, I mean, what uh, a movies got a hundred minute runtime, probably 90 minute screen time. Um, yep. You know, and I mean, like, it is all gas, no breaks. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, we meet Ben and he's a nerd and what, like, 30 minutes into the film, he's dealing drugs, and, like, on top... Like, yeah. it is so breakneck speed. Um,
0: it's so quick, but it feels so natural, because, like, we're immediately introduced to him being sort of morally compromised when he lets... Like, in the first, like, 30 seconds of the movie, he lets someone cheat off of his test. Hmm. And so we immediately are like, okay, he's willing to, to skirt the rules. And then the next thing we see him do is the returns yeah, stand the return with han and virgil and it's like it's a slow ramp up that you the audience doesn't even notice necessarily all of the time but it's it's always there and it's always raising that that bar that stake as to what he's willing to do so it feels natural well, like that you was... can be 30 minutes in the movie and be like oh my god i can't believe he's doing this but you're not like I can't believe this. Like, it feels natural. To
1: to go one more sidetrack off of a sidetrack, that was another thing I just absolutely loved about this. And I kind of, again, found it not an antithesis, but, like, parallel to American Animals, where American Animals sells the story of just how awful it is to do one act of violence. This movie sells the story of, oh, well, it's very easy to fall into it. Like, after you do one oh, well, yeah, we'll just, you know, do this next criminal thing. And then we'll just do this. And then by the end of the movie, they're sitting there and, like, I'm scratching my head. Like, what are you fuckheads talking about? And they're like, yeah, why don't we just beat the shit out of this guy? <laughs> why, you know, they're, like, sitting there, like, rationalizing this it. This jackass. Like, yeah, let's just, let's just beat the shit out of him. No reason behind it besides they don't like him and they want to teach him a lesson. And it's, like, just such a a step above where we start. Um again, yeah, like I I, I said it at the beginning I'm I'm in love with a lot of this movie. I think it just <laughs> it's fantastic.
0: But Well, go on. Oh, I was going to say speaking of scenes like that that stuck out to me, um I really liked how the the movie kind of pulls a bait and switch uh with the killing Steve scene where yeah. you you see it happen like you you know it happened. Like you know he died. Um, in the house uh, When they all go in to beat him up But it cuts away Back to the New Year's Eve party And you go oh I guess that He's just going to die off screen You get like maybe a minute and a half To two minutes of the New Year's Eve party And then it hard cuts back To them violently killing Steve And it just forces you To watch the whole thing
1: I th- Well I think it Which also that, does a, I love that A bait and switch of like when it happened for me I'm like, oh, Virgil fucking shot him. Because, like, they set Virgil yeah. up to be the wild card this entire time. And Ben, you know, at this point, is kind of reformed. He doesn't necessarily want to be here doing any of this. Um, and then, spoiler alert, for better luck tomorrow, Ben bludgeons John Cho's head in with a baseball bat and kills him. And that
0: scene, that scene goes on for so long and is so rough to watch. When he starts to wake up, yeah. like, and he starts moving... And then Derek is like Virgil, hold him, hold him, hold him. And then he just what pulls the uh, he pours like rubbing alcohol, yeah, like ether or... or something. Yeah, know. and it, onto like a, a towel and just shoves it down uh, John Cho's throat. Yeah, and you just see him bucking like a like a fucking deer. Uh, for and like that spin four they
1: do with the camera at that point when they're just circling the room. I mean, like yeah, it was. truly as effective as a scene as the uh, electrocution scene in American Animals. I would
0: say it's more effective. It's way harder for me to watch that just because it... I mean, they're not just electrocuting someone, they're fucking killing them. And it's just... (laughs) It's so fucked. Like, the fact that they could go back, like, the fact that they think they killed him, he's still alive, and their reaction is, no, let's finish the job... Instead of, oh my god, call 911, we fucked up.
2: Yeah.
3: And, it, and that's not even... So, the biggest thing for me, with the, uh, the kind of that and leading into the ending, my favorite thing was that with even such a short runtime, this movie trusted the audience to make its own kind of decisions and interpretations of what happens to these characters. Like, the character... The, the movie ends on a very ambiguous note. And yet, I feel like we knew enough about each of the characters to know kind of where they were headed, and I, I really like that. I like movies that don't just like end with a title card like "Oh, and then uh, Virgil went on to <laughs> move to Japan <laughs> or something like that." You know, like play uh, play some '80s
0: song, and then Han also moved to Japan. <laughs> you have you have Han. He looks at his cell phone, and it says Dominic Toretto. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad that-
3: I'm glad they didn't lean into any like hard ending. I like the ambiguous nature of it. I'm glad that it trusted its characters enough in what you've seen to kind of tell the rest of the story, or at least what you think could be the rest of the story. So that that's yeah. one thing I definitely took from the, the the bludgeoning scene. I like how they get to that point, and I agree that like the the whole progression it happens very very quickly. But yeah, you don't really doubt it because it's just like each thing it's like yeah he he did this so that justifies this action which justifies this slightly worse action which justifies this heinous action which justifies the end of the movie so
0: well and then they have that character kind of call that out but when um steve's ex well i guess current girlfriend but soon to be ex when they figure out that he's not coming back um is like, hey Ben, have you ever thought about how sometimes you make a choice and le- it leads to another choice, and that leads to another choice, and you forget why you made the first choice uh, um, altogether? You know, and and that's kind of the 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 point of the movie is yeah. it's just like, yeah, he he made a choice here, and it led to this and this and this and this, and, this and it just kept going until, um, you know, there were consequences. No, and I, yeah, I think I love, the I, speed, again, oh, yeah, really,
1: cool. really lends to that, because also, because it's so quick, the initial action is still fresh enough in our minds, where, like, we're not desensitized to what's happening yet, so it still is able to show just how fucked up everything is at the end. Uh, whereas, like, you know, a yeah. lot of movies, I feel like by the end you'd be like, oh, well, they're killing him, Yeah, this makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you> he <laughs> fucking deserve deserved it.
1: <laughs> which by the way, John Cho did not deserve it. I fucking love john Cho's no. character
0: in this movie <laughs> he's he's so like he's so he has he such an interesting character because he's kind of a he's kind of an asshole in the way that a lot of high school boys would be an asshole where he's like he's not really committed to his relationship when we first meet him he's kind of just like going through the motions of life uh, and he feels trapped by expectation um and that's all pretty relatable to one extent or the other but yeah it, it it's really it's really fucking sad when they kill him because he <laughs> he doesn't deserve so, that so he was also a high school student is that right yes yeah, yeah. yeah
3: he was at a private school. see i think this that that's one thing i think this movie would have worked a lot better in a
0: college setting <laughs> i really do well, uh, I have a DVD to sell you and it's called American Animals. I like this I like this more than American
3: Animals. This is like the uh, a good mix between smoke signals and American Animals. And I, I like smoke signals more than this, but I like American Animals less than this.
1: I'll, I'll say that was another thought I had in my head was that this is my smoke signals. <laughs>
3: this is like the
0: effluent smoke signals. <laughs> yeah uh what was i gonna say yeah another scene that sticks out to me um whenever i watch rewatch this movie is after the party scene when they beat the shit out of the football player uh, and pull the gun on him. virgil like monologuing in the back of the car talking about how like they're they're cool as fuck like did you see him and then an actual like la gang pulls up next to them and is like about to shoot them up and, and everyone else in the car is like oh fuck don't make eye contact <laughs> as virgil quietly has a breakdown um after he realizes that he's not actually the hardest motherfucker in the world <laughs> like that scene is just so great
2: yeah this movie just shines with this characterization Every character is so unique and interesting and, and that part stuck out to me too because yeah, I loved how quickly Virgil just kind of spiraled back to like a depressive state after realizing what he's done. Uh, his character is just so interesting. It's su- it's such a good annoying character because he adds to every scene instead of making you want him off the screen. Um,
0: yeah, he's not a minion. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> he's, you know, he's not a minion. He's not a Groot. You know, you want him there. You don't want him off the screen forever. Now,
1: where would Toe Mater <laughs> fall into the <this> spectrum? <laughs> uh,
0: he would be he would be more towards the Groot side. Um, interesting,
1: interesting, interesting. So you're telling me if you were to make a whole movie about Toe Mater, uh, that would... If
0: I were to make a TV show on Disney+, Plus, <laughs> yes, I would have it be about Lightning McQueen and Toe Mater <laughs> driving across the country. Sure, I would sure, do that.
1: Sure, 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 sure. Write this down.
0: um what's interesting that
1: i i found character wise is uh from reviews i read and also from my parrot pages opinion uh it seemed like everybody loved han the most even though i thought he was the not not necessarily flattest but i mean certainly most static character of the entire movie um he was for me
2: shit i I, i'm sure this is (laughs) this is why everyone loves him
1: and definitely
2: purposeful but it's at the end when when you see that he he truly cares about virgil as much as he does and it makes you think back about just the the slow-mo scene of him
1: beating the shit, shit out of virgil in the alley by the way <laughs> one of the just best
0: scenes <laughs> i've awesome. seen in the film it,
3: it <laughs> is, is so good fucking scene. good
0: um, but, I know. Yeah. Well, and Han is just cool as shit because even in that scene when he turns around he's sweating and he just like slicks his hair back and throws the bat down you're just like god this guy's so fucking cool <laughs> yeah he's cool <laughs> no but just him in the
2: hospital just yeah it, it speaks hmm. a ton to his character and, and it, it makes you just reflect on how he acted out the whole movie and then it puts it into a kind of a different
1: perspective you're like oh you know what this guy's a good guy uh yeah, and he just, just has everything they angry. do uh, yeah again i think that really just plays into how after the killing all their true colors are revealed and then we see that han yeah is actually this very caring person virgil was not a psychopath he was just you know incredibly weak a kid yeah um <laughs> what's the difference um don't call him weak. he was he was he had his demons
0: uh, what, Derek is a is a sociopath? Derek's a
1: sociopath. <laughs> oh, that yeah. man. Yeah. Um, Scary. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like... And then... But no, I, I I I
3: truly... I hate to say I didn't get much... Like, the characters were really fun. I didn't get much from the characters. Honestly, if you like Han in this, you'll like him even more in Tokyo Drift. Like, he's so much cooler in <laughs> <than> that. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way,
0: we're all watching Tokyo Drift next, right?
3: <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like all the characters are just kind of like a a side scene for this kind of cautionary tale of going too far. And that's what I took from it. None of the characters really spoke to me that much. I feel like Han in this, it, I don't know. I, is that a big takeaway that people love Han in this movie? Oh, people love I fuck,
0: Han. I fucking love Han in this movie. He's cool. He's I mean, so I, fucking I cool. really didn't get much <laughs> from any of
3: the characters. So I don't know. I can't, maybe I can't speak to it, but I mean, Han in Tokyo Drift is just such a bro, you know? So I don't know
0: he he really mellows out I, yeah he does instead of cigarettes of he uh, he's
3: eating snacks all the time so <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever but yeah no I, I I did like all the characters it just yeah I don't know <laughs> I guess that's as far as it went I didn't uh, I, I wasn't super attached I didn't think any of the actions were so surprising or mind boggling or anything like that but
0: I was entertained for sure <laughs> without a doubt I'm glad. This is. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear this. This. I was honestly a little scared about this movie. I, in my head, I went. I think Alex will really like this movie. Um, and then I didn't know about Kyle because of the Justin Lin thing, and I didn't know about you, Ryan. So I'm glad that everyone had a good time with this one because I was like, I'm putting a Justin Lin movie on this list, knowing the reputation that he has, uh, but trusting that this movie is as good as I thought it was. So I'm. I'm glad i'm glad yeah i i mean tonally i would call this similar
3: to tokyo drift but it's like i, I it's, get different
0: things out of it i suppose tokyo drift was like his next it wasn't his next movie i think he did like an army movie or something in between but tokyo drift was like i think the next movie that had a lot of his style yeah. in it um and yeah, I think I think that's a solid movie in its own way. I think it's really funny that they put a guy with like a really thick like Texas accent in the middle of Tokyo. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, "Now how to man? Uh, you want me to drive the car? DK, what's that? It?
3: Donkey Kong." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. it's
0: it's really great. <laughs> like
3: I, yeah, like I said, totally. Those are two very similar movies, and I think I like those about <laughs> l- like this and that movie about the same.
0: <laughs> um, but so uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say it right now. If this one wins, I think we should give Tokyo Drift a watch. I mean, you know,
3: way ahead of uh, you, uh, clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, one thing uh, I do probably my biggest criticism is. Probably midway through the movie, they start going through and it's like, oh man, we did all this stuff and all of a sudden we were in big trouble and we got in way over our heads and we didn't know where to go. And it's like, Yeah, man, I'm watching the movie. <laughs> like, I don't need this voiceover to tell me that. That was like one of the only things I was like, yeah, that's like completely not necessary. I don't I don't need that at all. Everybody can see the, the pile of crap you've gotten yourself into.
0: Well, everyone can see the puddle of blood next yeah. to your fucking pillow. So,
3: <laughs> that, that was like... Everything was really, really fun up to that point. And it's just like, I, I don't think anybody needs this. I don't know who this is for, but very yeah. small uh, complaint, I guess, <laughs> in the grand scheme of I thing. will say
0: that that might be my favorite line in the movie is when uh, they're talking underneath the uh, boardwalk at the beach. and uh, and, and Ben's like, yeah, you know, I, I I can't I can't be doing uh yeah I can't be doing this anymore or whatever. Like I, I you know, I can't you know, I woke up with, with blood in on my sheets today, and then Han just goes, Stop Odin on that shit you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that line is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a dismissive nature of it is stop Odin on that shit you bitch. So funny. Um How can you not love Han in this movie? He's fucking funny yeah. man um, no I,
3: I i do like the characters but yeah,
0: i guess that's <laughs> the only thing it's it's pretty heavy-handed
3: in how it goes about showing their kind of downfall <laughs> like there's there's not you know really any I, think, subtle I think decline but with the runtime it's i very think excusable. honest
0: i think honestly yeah i think that they they had the narration in there to remind you that there is narration in the movie because the narration is important for the ending to tie everything together and there's you know they, I think they wanted to reincorporate the uh, dictionary definitions and stuff like that, that just to keep that
2: by the
3: way, <laughs> just to keep that
0: going. And that's kind of hard to do without starting the uh, the narration up again. So I, I, that's how I always take it is like, OK, well, we need to check in with the inner monologue of Ben and this is what he'd be thinking. Uh, and so I agree it's in that middle part. It's a little bit on the nose, but also I don't. I don't want to lose any of it. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably change some of it, but that said, i Maybe a second pass I, rewrite. <laughs> I do think the, uh, like the kind of Polaroid character introductions, as well as the dictionary definitions that he's learning each day, I think that was such an integral part of the movie. I think that really adds a lot to the personality of the film. Um, just kind of seeing those definitions and how it plays into the events that follow and the scenes that follow... I think that was really well done. Um, that 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 kept me engaged, and I was like, "Oh, what a nice word, and what a nice uh, scene it's describing."
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I thought that was pretty tasteful. Any anything else before we move on to final thoughts? Uh, so one ultra
2: mega super small nitpick. Really, it's like the only tiny criticism i have of the movie and it's derek gave me he reminded me of keanu reeves in that his physical acting his like performance his facial expressions were very good but his voice doesn't really he can't really act with his voice um and so anytime he kind of was like doing anything emotional and his voice just sounded very kiddish i was like oh that kind of sounds weird except for at the end when they're choking out john cho and he's like it's all right, Virgil, everything will be okay. That's like the one time I was like, oh, you know what? Like his, his voice really acting up to level.
0: I honestly read that as him, like as someone who's seen this movie, like several, several times, I always take that as like, yeah, he's a sociopath. Like he's pretending up until that point where he's not pretending. And he's like in the thick of a very high stakes situation. But to me, it like, it feels like he's putting on a show the entire movie. And then that's like the one moment where the mask slips. And then when you see how he acts after they kill um, Steve, it's like, oh, this guy's fucked. Like <laughs> this is a this is an actual sociopath. Like so that to me that kind of recontextualizes everything that he sees life as a game that he's trying to win and he's just kind of putting on a show for the people around him. Um So that's how I take it. But obviously, that's all up to interpretation as well.
2: No, I can see that. But at the end, after Virgil is in the hospital and he visits and leaves, and it's like, oh, this is what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. That's another moment of weakness for the character. And I feel like, again, his voice didn't really hit up to par. That's Um, fair. But, I mean, I still liked his characterization. I liked his acting. I liked his personality. It was a very fun character. (laughs)
3: I, I guess before final thoughts one other thing i wanted to throw in is it, it, it kind of felt like charlie brown where there's just no parents around at any point yeah <laughs> that's another reason well, so they, they, i feel like it would have
0: lampshade that yeah they lampshade that at the start saying like yeah i mean as long as they got they kept their grades up no one asked any questions which but they, i can say from experience they just don't exist is and the parents just are not there um, <laughs> Well what? What they 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 say that Derek's parents are like on vacation or, or they're No, gone I think they're for like some Canadians.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Like they're not there. Uh, like they're literally not there. And I think they, they have like yeah. one line that's like, that explains that.
3: That's one of those other things that's like I feel like this would have worked better as a college movie. I mean you wouldn't maybe, even have to but, think
0: about it. <laughs> but but I don't know, he's living in like a mansion, so you can tell that his parents are wealthy. You know, if he was in like a regular house, it'd be like, well, that's kind of weird that they would just leave him. But I fully believe that some sort of like rich LA parent would dip if their yeah, son is but, a senior in high school. But it's kind and of like, is, like of on them. the honor roll. It's kind
3: of every character you have to buy into that in order for it to work. Well, I I, I do think this would work better as a college movie. Maybe, that's that's that's, that's one big thing for me. But I just thought that was funny. If they got any forego, they'd
0: be like, "Womp womp womp womp." Well, also, it is really funny that like everyone's parents, whenever they need to be, are gone. I mean, I guess that's just them planning out their like, sure, their their sure. Their, their 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 crimes. But like, it is funny when uh, they kill Steve, and they're like, "Hey Zeus, you." you're <laughs> i'm gonna need at least 100 you're... bucks for this yeah you can bury your we can bury him in your parents house right like yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> i'd say that'd be my only argument against
1: your college uh proposal ryan is that i feel like a lot of jokes wouldn't land as well because i feel like naiveness is such an important part of like again like that joke about phew, I'm gonna need three hundred dollars if you want, like, because, like, in high school, three hundred dollars right is a now. shit ton of money.
3: I, 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 feel like in college it's a <laughs> lot yeah,
1: more
0: because you're on your own. I, <laughs> I, I don't feel yeah, but, like it's that different. Well, but that's the thing. I guess it just it, it changes it a little bit. I guess, but yeah, like jokes like that, I don't think would land as hard. And especially when he goes and the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes, "Fuck you, man!" and throws the wallet at his chest. Like, that's what I mean. There's so many moments, even in its darkest times, that I'm laughing at this movie because it's it has like a very honest portrayal of like stupid teenagers that just kills me every time. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I, I love a lot of those like small little lines and moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, no, that's uh, that's well, all for me. I'm spent.
1: Yeah, spent. Same.
3: All right, let's move on to final thoughts. All right. I kicked this off. It does seem like I probably liked this the least out of everybody, but that's not to say I didn't yeah. enjoy it. I thought I thought it was a fine movie with uh interesting characters going through a a fun if not maybe overspoken journey. Um yeah, it it nothing about it really wowed me, nothing about it really stuck out to me. But I did. I I was thoroughly entertained, and it, it was a compelling story with uh, pretty good characters, and yeah. I, I I feel like if you if you're thoroughly entertained, and uh, there's nothing like inherently bad that puts me off, and that's uh, that's that's good enough for me. You know, I had a good time watching this, and there's a lot of movies that I cannot say the same for. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed this, and I'm glad I got to pair it with a little bit of Tokyo Drift. <laughs>
2: So you did watch Tokyo Drift after
3: watching this? I watched uh, probably a little under half of it.
2: Mm. I don't. So love... Virg- Virgil's in Tokyo Drift. He is. Yeah.
3: And I. Yeah. I don't. I don't love and his name uh, is Virgil. I don't know if they ever well, actually reference did...
0: him in the movie, but he is there. Yeah, <laughs> and, but Han is there. Han is Han. Han is Han a main is a, character. Is
2: a big character yeah. in the franchise. So it's like,
3: um, yeah, no, Tokyo Drift is like, I, I'd, I'd probably. I don't know. It's probably a little under this, honestly. I probably like this a little more than Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Tokyo <laughs> Drift is a little sillier, but it's uh they're both fun movies. This is just better with its characters, I would say. So
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that leads me into to my final thoughts. I loved the characters in this movie. Unlike Ryan, a lot of this movie did wow me and is it will stick with me. Like these characters are so so freaking fun and interesting and dynamic and nuanced in very creative ways they're not all just the typical kind of high school stereotypes you meet. i love how that's another thing i love the high, the depiction of high school in this movie but uh back to the characters they i just love how kind of he justin lynn kind of meshed like a, a few different like archetypal stereotypes of high school kids and then kind of combine them into different ways to create these characters, how they're all smart, but then some of them are still idiots. Um, and some of them are athletes and jocks and extracurricular. They, they thrive in extracurriculars and drug addicts and violent just, and how they're all just kind of fun amalgamations of those individual qualities. So for that reason, those characters just really will, will stick with me forever. And yeah, it's such a fun and interesting, not fun. It's a very interesting plot. Um, and just like Kyle said earlier, I love how it ends. It is, it's just like the perfect kind of send off for these characters because you love to hate them and hate to love them, and you can kind of just kind of you can fill in the gaps there once it once the uh, the credits roll. You're know, like I, I I can pretty much expect where all these characters are going, and you know what they deserve it. But I had a good time watching them get there.
1: Uh, I'll keep mine short, because we literally, uh, not even by my own hand, hit everything on my list, so, uh, underappreciated gem. Really glad I watched it. I'm willing to give Justin Lynn benefit of the doubt.
0: I think we just have to, we just have to get him in like another situation where he's making like a small movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. I I I am excited. Like I mean, especially now that he's off Fast and the Furious. That yeah, I hope yeah. I hope he does make something like this again. I would be ecstatic. Uh, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Um, yeah, and my final thoughts. I'll I'll keep them short and sweet as well. Um, this movie is is fantastic to me. It. I am the king of two thousands ninety minute pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is I. It's my lifeblood. I live off these. I think that this was such a unique point in time in film um, that you that people were doing so much once, um, once film had become so democratized, you know, in the way that it had been, uh, not 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 so much before, you know, where you could scrape together a couple of MC Hammer's credit cards and make a movie for $150,000 that looks like it cost, you know, $10 million. Um, And there's just a lot of really great stuff that went kind of overlooked uh, in this time period. And I'm always finding new ones and I'm always excited to share them because let's get back to this. 90 minutes of pure fucking great cinema (laughs) please i
3: mean i think every movie should be 90 minutes unless it doesn't suck
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll uh i'll say is a i i used to not be on the 90 minute train but uh one year into the podcast i am i'm sold 90 minute movies it's a i don't i don't disregard two hour movies and i still appreciate them in a different aspect but uh I have a lot of appreciation for a nice little clean ninety minutes. It's it's ten thirty well, at night, and, and I'm like, all right, I got time. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, like, there's a you know, a two hour movie. You know, something like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that probably needs to be two hours. Yeah. <laughs> you're, well, that's you're, a good You're, movie. you're, you're creating. <laughs> yeah. You're, well, it's not only that. It's not even that. It's just like you're creating a whole world and universe yeah. that I'm having to be like slowly. Fed into so I don't immediately call bullshit on it but anything with like people in our world oh it's a hard sell to me for it to be longer than 90 minutes because I'm like what what could you need this time for what are you trying to sell me on <laughs> your Nokia phone ad is that what this is for <laughs> no thank you <laughs> oh I see they have Taco Bell stationery in this one delightful <laughs> Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll be moving on to Lost City of Zed or Z. No, Which one Zed. are we going to call him?
1: I'm saying Zed because
3: they call it Zed yeah. in the movie. They call it
1: Zed in the movie. God damn it. I call it Zed and we go to Zed.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have a whole
3: high council about it, Alex. You can't say it's not called Zed.
1: I should have. I didn't know Ryan watched it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, I
1: liked it. And we'll get anyway, into those. I'm, I'm ready to talk about hey, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll yeah. get into
0: Hey, sa- sa- Ryan, save that. <laughs>
1: save, it. save those thoughts. Spoiler
3: alert, Ryan liked
0: it. Ryan liked it. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just bleep that entire part. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. <laughs> All right. Ryan beeped it. Uh, All right. Stay I'll stop. tuned. I'll stop recording. We'll be Good. back. oh welcome back to Kino clash everybody uh we just took a lovely uh short break uh and now we're five minute break ready to talk about uh the lost city starring uh sandra bullock and channing tatum
3: <laughs> take
0: it away Alex. with surprise appearance city. from
1: brad pitt yeah
0: um, you know, Plan B Productions, a uh, big mover and shaker behind the Lost City, so it only stands to reason that Brad Pitt would show up in this film. Did you guys see Bullet Train? Anybody here seen Bullet Train besides me and Alex? I have not. I have not seen it. I liked it. I had a good time. I bet you did. Yeah. I wanted. I I wanted to see it, and then Christian got mad at me, and I was like, <laughs> "But it doesn't. I, I don't think it looks like art. I just think it looks like a fun movie to watch." Christian saw it. Well, a, funny. Glad that he was... Thing. I think he gave him.
1: it a three and a half. Out of five. On Letterboxd.
2: Speaking of which, I will read the Letterboxd description now of The Lost City of Z starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, if that wasn't
2: clear, we're not watching The Lost City. We're watching The Lost <laughs> City of Z. That wasn't clear to James me. Gray. I watched The Lost Wait, did City. you bring
1: up the Plan B production thing, Brendan? <laughs> yeah. Did you read the trivia that Brad Pitt was originally supposed to play the lead in this?
0: I did not read that. I just saw the Plan B production logo. At no, the start so, of movie. so fun <laughs> story. We
1: were watching this, us two, and my parrot Paige. And uh, Paige was like... So, this isn't the Brad Pitt movie, right? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, the one with the zombies. (laughs) Which is famously (laughs) World War Z. Um, But then we looked into the trivia, um, and Brad Pitt was originally supposed to play the role, um, but decided to take World War Z instead uh, of this movie. So, you know, full circle, comes around.
2: I mean, yeah, so Brad Pitt was supposed to be Brad Pitt was in The Lost City and World War Z and together was almost in The Lost City of Z. I'm sure he made much more money off World War Z.
3: He probably made decent money
0: off both. Because what? If Amazon bought this movie and his production studio was funding it in part, he probably Mm -hmm. cashed a decent check from this and then went on and cashed Mm a fat check from World War Z. Yeah. But... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, Alex,
3: uh, you want to let us know what Last City Z is all about?
2: What would you say? Did you no. that black? It's my... I, no, it's space gray. That's oh, I thought irrelevant. it was purple. What, what, what anyway. is this? What is this? <laughs>
4: um,
2: I'm pretty tired, okay? gang. <laughs> all right, Letterboxd, what do you have to say? A man's reach should exceed his grasp, dot, dot, dot. But or his grasp
1: that? should succeed his imagination.
2: Or what's a heaven for? A true life drama in the 1920s, centering on British explorer Colonel Percy Fawcett, who discovered evidence of a previously unknown advanced civilization in the Amazon and disappeared whilst searching for it.
0: Um, that description kind of spoils. It's kind of cool, but the beginning sucks. Of that description, <laughs> the part where Kyle interjected, or the yep. part that I read. Yeah, it
1: was a prestige <laughs> reference.
0: Well, both both parts, Kyle's edition and the actual part. I don't like. I don't really like it when movie descriptions are like, "Let's let me give you a, a, something to set the mood." <laughs> I would prefer them <laughs> well, to. Just, no, the, like, the first give me a letterbox
1: puts the tagline up front each time, Brennan.
0: Oh, I don't realize that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been doing this for a while.
0: Oh, I always read like the IMDb. One, I know. I know. That's on what me. You read. <laughs> It feels well, so like sacrilegious to open up letterbox on a web browser, though,
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no that's that's a mobile app through and through, um, yeah, so this movie is my pick, um, I first saw it at the aforementioned film festival that I think I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, and for that reason, it has a special place in my life and in my heart, but um, yeah, whose first time was was this? me you've seen it Brandon? was it only okay so only i had me? like
0: a weird experience watching this this was one of those movies where i i had to have watched it when i was in like freshman year of college because i was like this movie this movie was an amazon studios movie and i watched like all mm-hmm. of those in a feverish mm-hmm. like state <laughs> And I remember very little of them Because I would just be in my dorm room all by myself Going on whatever was free on Prime That's how I watched Nerve Um, This movie did not stick out to me But every time we've talked about it I'm like, yeah, I don't think I've seen that And then I was like, but it sounds so familiar And like Charlie Hunnam And I was like, I don't know, I feel like I've seen this I don't know, I don't really remember it And so I was watching this and some parts of it were coming back to me So I feel like I had to have seen it But I just have, I had very little memories of it (laughs) Well, we'll consider it a first-time viewing then, if you okay. don't remember anything. So kind of like yours I, of the I guess, Sisters
3: Brothers. I, I I guess in a true sense, then I was
0: the only one who had truly not seen it then, right? Is that yeah, exactly? that'd be fair. I think so. Yeah. So because would be like this would be like, um, would be like me saying that I had seen um, that that uh, Casey Affleck movie before, where it's like I have. Manchester. Yeah, Manchester, Manchester by the by Sea. The P. Like I have watched that. Not ghost that. story. Not Ghost Story. I watched that, but I have no recollection of that movie. <laughs> mm. All
3: right. Well, I could. Yeah, I could. I'd be happy to start us off. Um, I haven't seen too many of these Amazon Studios movies, but I have really liked them, and this kind of keeps up the track record. I think this was a a really good adventure movie. Um, the production design and, and and just like the the absolute amount of money they have to throw at these movies is kind of insane so that definitely came out here I, I liked the look of this movie um, I like the look of all the outfits and the extras and the the, this, the little towns and everything that they go through I think it all looks really really good and convincing the other movie uh, kind of in this vein is Suspiria which I did like more than this but also an Amazon movie they, they just they have enough money to make things look really really good um, and this is no exception. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I thought it was fun. Only gripe would be it's a little bit too long for me, and it didn't do anything that really exceeded my expectations. Um, but that said, I, I thought the performances were great. I don't know if I've ever seen another Charlie Hunnam movie, uh, and this guy looked like uh, like the love child of Heath Ledger and Tom uh, Brady. Th- 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 Tom, uh, not Brady. <laughs> hardy (laughs) and uh yeah so he he was uh he was a good lead he was very charismatic i love rob pat and everything i thought he brought it here um and like i said just all the characters were really brought to life by the set design and costume design and everything and i like the music quite a bit in this too so ultimately i was i was i was very impressed i liked it a lot
0: all right and i'll uh i'll give my thoughts then next uh i also enjoyed this movie a, a great deal my problems are are with it are very similar to ryan's and that i wanted it to be over before it was over which is you never want that um it's just i you know I, I don't love a long movie and this is a long movie um i also disagree with ryan in the visuals department i think the costuming and, and makeup and all that stuff is fantastic Every time they're in like a forest, though, it does look like someone took a piss on the film, and it's like yellow. I don't like that. I never like that. I hate that. Um, so you know, that kind of turned me off on the movie at times when they're just like walking through the jungle, and it's like, why does why does everything look like yellow? Uh, and they'll like do a shot of the sky, and it looks like someone's polluting viciously into the air because it's like a weird hazardous hue um but other than that uh i think that there's a lot of like legitimately fantastic um editing in this movie there's some like match cuts that they do that i wasn't expecting and was super just i don't know i i never wanted to take my eyes off the screen because i was always excited to see what the the fun new uh cut or edit would be next so that that's always a a a good thing to have crop up in a film i like the performances in this as well um you know i i don't know i i always feel like tom holland looks a little out of place in most of the movies he's in he doesn't look that out of place agreed but he he for for some reason like robert pattinson and even charlie hunnam in this can just sort of blend into the role and just sort of become it whereas tom holland always feels like like I don't know, his, his hair is too well done or like he just he looks like completely out of place in this movie at times. And, you know, it makes me wish that they got like either someone completely unknown. I guess he wasn't that well known at this point, but someone with, I don't know, less obvious uh, 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 star power or something. Someone who, who, I don't who would mean. have taken a, at least more risks. Um, than 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 Tom Holland did. But, you know. You gotta sell a movie somehow. But yeah, over oh Yeah. I d I don't think <laughs> I he know, was yeah. name brand at all at this point. Uh he was in Spider Man. No, Spider
1: Man wasn't out yet.
0: Yeah it was. This was like a what, a twenty seventeen movie, right? This was twenty sixteen. Oh. Well then Spider Man would have come out that year, the following year.
2: Yeah, following yeah, this year. Is probably like post Captain America: Civil,
0: Civil War. War. But what about Civil yeah, War? have been po- Civil War is 2015, so he's he, his name was out there.
2: Okay. But yeah, probably uh, filming at the same time. So like, yeah, I ben, mean this is probably this is probably like that
0: uh, that Ishmael movie he made, <laughs> which I always forget I about. But that's what? the pot of the pea. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made like a movie about yeah. Moby Dick, and what? Uh, it was like. What is that what you're talking about? In the heart yeah. of the sea with like By Ron yeah. Howard? Yeah, with um He's Thor the pot, as the, the, the pot of the pea. The other guy from that story. Ahab. It's, it's one of the hymns worth this yeah. this is. It's Chris. Um, anyway, okay. I like cool. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: and all uh the, the, I'll this is that, that late night
0: vibe. We're all <laughs> Listen. We're all low energy this time.
1: I also uh, I really enjoy this movie. I watched it also my freshman year because uh, me and Alex were doing a little movie thing where we showed each other movies uh, and other stuff and other stuff. Wink, nod <laughs> their penises, <laughs> each other's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, so this was my second time watching it. I remembered really liking it, uh, but, you know, I didn't remember much about it. For instance, I didn't remember, uh, what? What? No, I, 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 uh, I like the time period a lot. This is, uh, you know, 1900 to, uh, 1940. That's pretty much my jam most of the time. Uh, I, I like the exploration. I like the story. I mean, yeah, everything about it. Big fan. Like it a lot. Good time. Yeah, didn't, Waldo didn't remember Pepper our Pats was just... in it. I did not remember our Pats was in it. And boy, howdy, does he does he kill it like he always does? My God, guy rocks. What were you
2: saying, Brendan?
0: Agreed. I was just gonna say, yeah, Waldo Pepper. He could have just swooped down at any moment. <laughs> 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 could have crashed. We're about we're about twenty years soon <laughs> of
1: Waldo Pepper there. About twenty years soon. Probably wouldn't even fly him yet. He was conceived yet? No, he was definitely conceived. Okay, <laughs> he might have been being conceived at the start of this movie. That's crazy. Think about that in the canon of Kino
2: Clash, everybody. This is like Better Luck Tomorrow, or yeah, Better Luck Tomorrow and Fast and Furious. Really, this is the prequel to Better to uh the Great Waldo Pepper. Um, better Luck Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Man, i would say this the lost better <laughs> um it's pretty good yeah so <laughs> a bit of the history of this movie again um i used to attend this film fest that will remain unnamed and can can yep
1: it's cans it's cans everybody
2: and uh i just growing up i i went there every single year and have the greatest memories of i think really my, my love for movie definitely was invigorated by that film fest and that i just went in and watched everything that they pretty much put out indie semi high budget uh short films documentaries and so pretty much everything i've seen in those first few years have a really special place in my heart and this one i think was the first like fairly big budget movie that they showed um i don't believe it was a premiere um and normally they had like cast and crew this one didn't have cast and crew it was a uh, I don't fully really know why this movie was in the film fest um definitely around the cool premiere hell. Of movie. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> it, it, it seemed a little out of place because a lot of the other movies were premieres or you know included cast and crew and all that so i don't know i think yeah this one just stuck out to them and it stuck out to me um it i don't know it, it just the moment in time in my life when i watched this was really special and of course i i super enjoyed the movie and that Uh, The two of those things put together just really elevated my perception of this movie. Um, I agree with Ryan. I love the set design and the costume design and just the feel of this movie. I didn't catch this yellow pollution uh, vibe that you got, Brendan. Um, In fact, in my head, thinking back on everything was very green, not yellow. I I don't really know. Well, I'm
0: colorblind.
2: (laughs) Oh, So it's probably weird when uh, the water was red.
1: You can see yellow. That's the one color you
0: famously. I'm see. not good with hues though, Kyle. <laughs> the hue gets too close. Like you get
1: <laughs> that one. No, no, we're
0: good. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's describe the phenomenon of colorblindness over audio only. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Continue, Alex. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I love this movie a lot. I was a little worried going into it because I was, I was scared that I chose this movie on my list because of the the good memories I have on it and not so much how good of a movie it is. But after watching it again, I was like, oh, you know, I'm glad I put it on this mo- put it on my list. Um, I still feel very similar to when I first watched it, honestly. So one thing I was worried about is the length of this movie, like you brought up, Brendan. And halfway through, I was very much like, I don't think we need to see so much of this. Can we move on? But then by the end of it, I was like, I think that was pretty on purpose, how much they kind of dragged on certain things and and uh, had these little side stories of like him at World War One and stuff. I think it just added to the whole this was a over a decade span and how much this one moment in Percy Fawcett's life kind of consumed him for the rest of his life. Um, and then seeing like the progression of his kids and just his family troubles. So I think the length was definitely on purpose and they purposely padded out certain scenes. So after watching this last time, I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that. I think I like it. Um, I still agree. There are certain scenes that could have been cut down a bit. We could have gotten the same, same vibe with less movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good movie.
1: I like it. I'll just put out there because I meant to mention it. Uh, yeah, the light didn't bother me at all. I was never bored. Um, I also I like a long movie a lot of the time, so I mean, you know, I'm certainly more adept. But uh, no, I like truly. I because that was one of the things going into. I was like, Ugh, I hope this doesn't drag. And now I was I was pretty enthralled the whole time.
3: Yeah. No, I, I I agree. It it was really effective that they showed his obsession over this basically you know, fraction of a lifetime, not not even fraction of a lifetime, a significant portion. I mean, his kids grow up, his wife is just there and gone again, has multiple kids in between him chasing this absurd dream, and it's really effective. Um, I think two hours probably would have been better for me. I don't, see, this is one case where like an hour and a half, I don't think it would have done justice. Uh, this was what, like two hours, 20 minutes, something like that. And that might've been a touch too long. I I think it could have been right around two hours. I don't, I don't know hot take movies they probably don't need to be over two hours in in a lot of cases I agree. but um yeah, in this case yeah it it didn't bother me too much i I felt it drag a hair um I wasn't expecting the movie to hop back and forth between the Amazon and uh britain i I thought it was gonna be kind of a oh, they're going on this expedition now that they're on this expedition. this is the rest of the movie. And then it, it, that totally um, was not the case. <laughs> it, it really does become a, kind of a political endeavor of him going back and forth and kind of other people deciding for him the worthwhileness of his journey. And I thought that was really interesting. And that, that kind of played into the, the, the length of it and kind of the prejudice that a lot of the, the higher-ups in that society had in – Determining whether or not this voyage was even worth it—I um, thought that was also really interesting. So the the length definitely played into it, but I, it, yeah, like I said, things things could have been cut, I'm sure. But overall, I was yeah, I was pretty enthralled by this journey, and I, I liked seeing the characters
2: change as time went on. Sweet, and the journey yeah. change for that matter. Uh we've kind of talked on the characters quite a bit so far, and especially after watching Better Look Tomorrow, which is very much a character movie and we've spoken at length at how much we love each character um i, I kind of want to talk about your guys's perception on on the characters in this movie because i don't think it's definitely as f- uh focused on fleshing out a lot of these side characters but in general what do you guys think of just kind of the the characters in this story how they all interact with each other um and mostly you know worked with percy Fawcett, like in in specific his amazon crew and his wife because i feel like those are really the only characters that really were focused on this
0: movie I thought thought they were good you know I think especially at the beginning of the movie when we get um, his sort of relationship with his wife uh, sort of set up and feeling a little bit more a little bit like much warmer than it is by the end and then we have his like first time meeting um robert pattinson's character I, the, the those kind of moments stand out to me where he kind of when he first meets robert pattinson's character was a content right someone with a c right yes yeah, henry um yeah, henry uh coston yes Costin. yeah Coston. uh henry henry Coston. Costin, yeah. um where he's like you know he kind of offloads a lot of his desires onto these characters and then it kind of either is taken in by that character in the case of his wife or it is kind of bounced off with robert pattinson um i just you know i, I think that that's a fun way to set up relationships that he has with people um as well as like bonding through sort of suffering and things like that that happens throughout the movie i, I think it's all done really well like i said the only thing that sticks out to me is like tom holland's performance at times is like is more out of place than other people's um but once again that's also because you know i i'm sure if i'm trying to think of a person that could be in the movie that would be as like stand out as tom holland but like chris yeah, pratt I, yeah actually that's a great one yeah if chris pratt was in this movie i would be like Yeah, this guy never fits. (laughs) But then he'd also be doing a really funny British accent. (laughs) And I honestly think I might like that more because (laughs) it would just torpedo the movie down so quickly.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. I did not know Tom Holland was going to show up. I think I had read that ahead of time. And had completely forgotten by the time I was actually watching it, and seeing that jump <laughs> in the in the child's ages from him being like six years old to him being Tom Holland, who's like probably twenty by the time this movie yeah, came out. Yeah, and I will. I don't know how. I, will... I don't know how old he was supposed to be, but I was like. Well, he doesn't look thirteen. Well, and (laughs) I
0: will say, like, he looks looks quite old. The the makeup they give Charlie Hunnam to make him look older, not great. Like he does, just look like. Yeah, (laughs) at times it looked pretty good, but then, like in the light, he looked
2: like pale. Yeah, he just physical makeup on his face.
0: He just looked like (laughs) a guy who was ten years older wearing sunscreen. Yeah, (laughs) that's that like dried up sunscreen. That's a great (laughs) analogy. Uh And like by
3: the time they actually went on their expedition together, the age of Tom Holland fit a little bit better. Um, but yeah, up to that point, I I I I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly how old he was supposed to be in that scene. But he was like father. I think he's supposed to be
4: six. <laughs> what about
3: post mustache?
0: Uh, okay. I guess
3: that's I guess that's reasonable. Yeah, I don't think he was supposed to be more to be like. That. I don't know, <laughs> like I I I do get still though. <laughs> I do get the
0: same kind of problem that I have with a lot of like the Marvel actors when they show up in other stuff, where it's like this this kid is like unusually jacked. <laughs> it was also
3: where the uh, his younger brother looked really really young then. I guess in that case, the the age gap went from like. A few years <laughs> to like ten years, really, really quickly, <laughs> and it, I just, that just caught me off guard.
0: P- he <laughs> puberty hit him so hard. <laughs> he, he became he became a, oh. like a twenty uh, a twenty two year old like bodybuilder overnight, yeah. dwarfed his brother.
3: That that definitely caught me off guard. But that was really the only instance. Every other, yeah, instance, that's not the characters all blended pretty well. Besides the age makeup, I didn't think was anything exceptional but
0: that's the only that was the only thing
3: that was actually distracting i would say yeah
0: that's the only thing that like is kind of a a a weird oblong pill to swallow in the movie is like just some of that jumping Mm -hmm.
2: my biggest gripe with this movie is honestly uh percy's relationship with tom holland I never bought the reconciliation they had at the end, just because he almost became blinded by mustard gas. Um, yeah, what, what did you all think about that? Because I feel like that's probably the weakest part. How they sold us on on their camaraderie. That I don't think
1: end. it was just that, because um, I mean, like from the time when Percy like scolds them and is like, "You've abandoned us," to the time when he's blinded, is like three years, I think, because he comes back and. 1914, and then I think it's 1917 when he's blinded. Um, and I mean, I don't know, the difference between a 16-year-old and a 19-year-old is huge. Um, so I was just kind of like, yeah, uh, Jack has matured more, he's seen what his father has tried to do for him. Because, um, like, I I don't think it was the blindness, I think it was just like, yeah.
2: Yeah, that he, he does so much for the family, but I don't buy that because for maybe him serving in the war, that's one thing, but his second time leaving to go search for Z was all on his own accord because the crowd was hyping him up when he was giving his speech. And so he literally abandoned his family out of his own choice. And so, I don't know. I feel like just being deployed to war, which is a mandatory thing that he, he didn't volunteer for, like no matter who his dad was, he was going to serve in, in World War one. Um, i don't know i feel like if i was him i wouldn't have justified that and been like my
0: father i love you but once again that might come down to to a performance thing i don't you know like maybe someone could have sold that better
2: no i think it's just the writing uh they just didn't i don't think it gave me enough
0: yeah but like i don't know like i don't i don't know that they're like you know, a performance can fill in gaps in writing. And, you know, I'm I'm not on, on here just to complain about Tom Holland. But Tom Holland, in all of his works, he's never, like, the best actor in whatever he's in. Um, you know? And there's plenty of examples of, like, terrible movies having great moments because an actor gives it something. You know? I mean, we've seen movies like that especially like i mean you guys didn't like snatch as much as me and kyle but like brad pitt gives a really weird role with some weird writing a lot of pizzazz and sells a lot of weird lines because of that same thing with statham in that movie and it it, it, it's like i don't think tom holland has that like
1: doesn't have the chops
0: yeah you know because like i don't know a different actor in that role i mean really like i'm trying to think of like a i mean honestly a young brad pitt in that role like doing some uh meet joe black acting i mean not the do it brendan not not the not the accent i'm not gonna do it (laughs) do it it, brendan all right right, i'm gonna cut this part out uh just go ahead and i'm just gonna hold like do a bleep over this yeah we'll just bleep this whole thing (laughs) yep 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 yep. (laughs) redacted that's a that's a lovely line that he says to meet Joe Black. The bit of, it's it's kind of a mantra, almost. But yeah, a, a young a young Brad Pitt like would give the those lines and in a movie a lot more like gravity. I mean, a long, a, a a young Leonardo DiCaprio as well, like better younger actors um have given poor scripts uh, a facelift with performance and i just don't think tom holland was ever is ever capable i
1: really of it. i don't have a problem with tom holland in this at all like
0: i don't, I don't think have a problem. i don't think he's great but yeah like, i i don't think like, he I mean, elevates it
1: no he doesn't elevate it
0: at yeah and then and but he doesn't drag point. it down no, 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 back. no. He, it, it, but like any any part where the script falls short, he's not picking up the slack.
1: Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Yeah,
3: I think that is one point. The uh, World War One stuff didn't really care that much. That was kind of a clunky portion for me. Oh, I like it quite a bit. I, 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 Your number I'm one obvious. movie is 1917.
0: <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I think that
3: that could have gone entirely for me. The only the, the really the heart of the movie was being in the Amazon. Those expeditions I thought were fascinating. The World War 1 stuff was worse I, than so many other movies. I so
1: think the I've World seen. War 1 part is as important as it is because of the one scene where he's about to jump over the trenches and not a picture of his wife but a drawing of the amazon he puts up to his forehead before he runs over and i mean like that's one of the that's one of the best displays of obsession i have ever seen uh, well i'm about to die yeah. but
0: <laughs> a little heavy handed it's pretty heavy handed but also i think it works in the context of seeing so much of the world war 1 stuff if they had just cut to that yeah. scene it yeah. would have been ridiculous but getting so much kind of i don't know Let's uh, like the movie earns that. Um, to compare it to another sort of superfluous uh, uh, war scene in the movie um, Christopher Robin, you see Christopher Robin fight in World War II, and he like storms a building and he blow and he like detonates a grenade in it. Like he he fucking kills people in this movie. I don't know that we needed to see that because that never comes. Like, Brendan, other than, like, I do
1: not remember that at all.
0: It literally happens in the start of the movie. It cuts to him in World War II. Does it? Yeah. And it's like outside of just the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, this, like, all this really traumatized him, so he can't imagine Pooh Bear anymore. <laughs> like we don't we don't necessarily need to see like the amount of violence that he went through but in this movie it definitely earns that a lot more
1: no i i i definitely agree with alex again like i think just i okay. see where you're coming from obviously ryan like you can take this out of the movie and i don't think the movie changes much um but like looking reflect, and again, I am clearly biased when it comes to these things. But looking back on it, like, no, I think that is a really good characterization scene in general, and just kind of helps add to the overall length of seeing someone's life.
0: Oh, I thought you're gonna say the uh,
1: movie. <laughs> I think it the time they add added length. there helps make the movie long. Thoughts? <laughs> that's, that's a that's a great Harry I don't take on. I'm movie. gonna have to challenge you on that. <laughs> but yeah no i i mean i can clearly see why yeah i mean you can take it out and i don't think the movie changes a ton
3: that yeah that was actually i mean that's one part i completely forgot about until you guys brought it up that was yeah the the things i took from this movie were not that
1: <laughs> which uh which trip to the jungle do you guys like the most
0: i like the first one. i like the first one too I, just, the, the, uh, I like how the, hopeless it felt. Well, yeah, and also the part where Robert Pattinson shoots the dude in the ear while he's pretending to sleep, that's cool as fuck.
2: <laughs> what was
0: that yeah, really funny no, I. Uh, when they're in the court,
2: and he's giving a speech, and he's basically like, will you all join me on the second expedition? <laughs> oh, and Robert Pattinson
1: goes, uh, tell! But one kind of likes it. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, Rob Pats, he's the best in anything he's in, but
1: um, I like the uh yeah, I no, like that... the second trip the most. I like when they have the uh the Arctic explorer. The dead weight. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, the the scene where they are floating down and they're uh they're saying keep it balanced and he's scratching the hell out of his leg is is viscerally imprinted on my mind. <laughs> it is horrifying.
3: Yeah, I just like that first expedition because that's when it's really unsure. No, Nobody has any idea what they're getting into except for maybe the, uh, the native that they're using as a guide. And then he abandons them. And I just like their kind of triumphant moment when they are able to track down their end goal and everything and then they head back. And it, it's just very triumphant. It feels totally hopeless. It feels like the movie could have ended there. And then they're like, yes, we did it. And then it, it keeps going. That second expedition is definitely my second favorite, though. The third expedition doesn't do a ton for me. That's just kind of reiterating that they're so obsessed with
0: this kind of unrealistic goal. I think my... But I mean, I, it, my I guess it doesn't end that favorite way. favorite but... part of that, that last expedition was when they like left on the tree that that, that message that said Roanoke, just to let everyone know. <laughs> no, no, Brendan. They wrote Crow. They wrote Crow, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: I do like the ending of this movie. Oh, I love it. That was what I, I thought it was great that they achieved it and it's ambiguous and it just ends. I like I like an ambiguous ending for a movie. I really do. Yeah. I, I like when a movie respects what happens enough and uh it, it, it trusts the audience enough to make its own decisions about what the characters would likely end up in rather than like you know, freeze frame. Percy went on to find the last city of Zed. <laughs> he lived there and 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 f major native babes. <laughs> found, found himself in some native babe. It's like yeah, like like we don't. I don't need a freeze frame. I really don't.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I I super like that ending too. I, I just like how I mean it's 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 based on true story, right? So that you can do your research afterwards and and find out what really happened to these characters. And regardless of what you find, I just like how they kind of spun the ending to still say something new that you can't really find digging through the research. And that is like highlighting his wife's effect on their adventures and her kind of spiral out of like, just that she has become equally obsessed in this venture as he has, but in a different way. Um, Yeah. And her kind of walk off there into the jungle. I mean... As I don't think it's very subtle in what it's saying, but I still like what they're going with there. In that, um, yeah, like that—that just—I mean, it was all visual, yeah, yeah.
3: Like that was the biggest thing for me is that they're—they're showing him being carried away, and you just kind of—you just see torchlight, really. But you also see some like gold idols, just kind of in the uh, in the background on some of those torches, and it's like, yeah, that's—I mean, it's cool. It's kind of insinuating what happened without you know the title card syndrome i didn't notice <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the, the uh, w- i didn't notice the, the wife lives. really grounded it yeah it was on some of the torches you ah. just had some golden figurines and yeah the the wife in general throughout the story i thought grounded it really well because mm-hmm. if he didn't have a family this would have been a really deranged journey i can't imagine what this guy would have been like without <laughs> a, a wife to kind of keep him grounded to
0: reality
1: dead air
0: <laughs> i was oh. honestly just thinking when i could slip in a joke uh, about yeah i also really liked it when the when, when she headed off into the jungle and then right before credits we heard welcome to the jungle start playing <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was kind of like the matrix you know where it just ends with that, that, that i, I was just thinking i
2: could walk into the jungle is very quiet you just hear kind of the birds <laughs> chirping and then Whoa. cut to black. <laughs> that would have been sick. You were the
3: <laughs> We're gonna make you play. <laughs>
0: See, that's
3: how that actually would have rocked. I, you know, that would have caught me really off guard. <laughs> hey,
0: what did I say? And they still push. play
3: the. Yeah, and they and th- still th-
2: play the 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 text over the like you know archaeologists later found remnants <laughs> of, <laughs> to the beat of Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, they basically did that in The Prestige, just minus
3: the
0: end credit text. So, like, that'd I mean, be... You know, I, I love that way of ending a movie, because Push ends that way, too, where it's just like, put the gun in your mouth, pull the trigger. <laughs> like, that, that Matrix 1 style, like, cut to black, what you say, what you say, what you say. <laughs> like, can't
3: top it.
2: It rocks,
3: yeah. No, that would have been cool. I would have loved that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, this is one of those movies where, and we've had those before, where I don't really have too much to say. Um, But one last thing I, I wanted to talk about, is, which you brought up Brendan, was the editing. I loved the look of this movie and the editing. And, and certain moments. I do too. That just just exists in the background when he's getting his fortune told to him. How they just kind of transport to the middle of the jungle, like <laughs>
3: you will to carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain, <laughs> <laughs> or you will be cursed forever and eternity.
2: <laughs>
0: oh
2: my god, Ryan! I can't pinpoint what movie that is, but it's it's scratching It's from holes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like that is scratching a memory.
0: And honestly, with your delivery, Ryan, it was a little bit of uh, "drag me to hell" as well. This <laughs> <laughs> a little bit,
3: <laughs> dude. Come on, Stanley's got to carry Hector Zeroni up the mountain to the to the onion patch on top of the rock. <gasps>
0: um, I will say the the moment that like sold me on the movie, like as I was watching it, like the 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 part that just Whole sort of jumped me into this. it was that part early on where um, it's. Uh, Charlie Hunnam pouring out the alcohol that Robert Pattinson has, and you see the drop of it move, oh. and then it immediately cuts to the train moving in the same motion. I was like, "Oh, so this, so we're watching a film." I see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me let me just wipe my glasses off. Let me just <laughs> dial in. I I didn't know this was going to be a film, uh, and then I then I <laughs> I paid closer attention. <laughs>
3: Very competent. You got to love when they take the extra time they take like the extra couple days of shooting to really pre-plan those shots well yeah and make them lead into each other like it it just shows competence and respect for the people watching it like it it adds a ton and you don't even really think about it yeah
0: and honestly like it's kind of a bummer how like so much uh, of this stuff is on like streaming services now and that those services don't have a lot of behind the scenes for it because I was thinking, like, I would love to see the oh, story, man. the the storyboards for this, like, if nothing else. Because it's like, how much of these shots and these transitions were pre-planned? How much did they figure yeah. out as they were shooting? Because it's like, I mean, if they just had really diligent boards before they even started shooting, just, like, planned out each of these shots, that is so sick. Like, that's awesome. I mean, it's cool if they found those shots along the way or if the editor found them. But I just love the idea of them having these these things imprinted on their uh, on their vision from the start um yeah, yeah.
1: And,
2: and also it's very easy to make a jungle movie very samey throughout the whole thing but i feel like every journey they went on completely different felt very distinct yeah. in how they i agree shot the yeah. jungle. Oh.
3: And, and and to add to that, the jungle itself, it, it looked fantastic. Every time they got attacked by natives or, like, got chewed apart by piranhas, like, that was all really suspenseful, and it, it kept you guessing. And I even, like, uh, Robert Pattinson in the, what was it, the second journey when he just had that rash under his eye, Ugh. and he's just kind of itching at it the whole time. It's just, like, all that stuff really adds a unique flair to each time they're in the jungle and it adds to the kind of suspense. Like, the jungle is terrifying to me as an audience member. So it they really did a lot to elevate that for, for my viewing. It, I felt a lot of what the, the cast went through. I, I really felt like their journey was treacherous. I didn't feel like they were on, like, the, the, the Disney World boat ride. Or anything oh, you mean like the that. Jungle Cruise? So, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> you mean the Jungle
0: Cruise with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt? Yeah.
3: Yeah, it, it felt treacherous. It didn't feel like it's a fun that, movie.
0: I'm waiting for the sure uh, for the Christmas <laughs> sequel, the Jingle Cruise. That's that's what I want to.
3: <laughs> oh. Kino Clash Christmas number two coming soon to a theater. No, not a theater.
0: <laughs> no, play this shit in a theater. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. No, i'm 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 kind of with you alex i don't i don't have a, like a lot on this i'm spent i, I i'm pretty i'm i'm spent as well i just i think it's pretty good all around yeah so
2: well made i like a lot about it all right well let's wrap this boring ass discussion up then <laughs> ryan oh i don't think it was boring
1: i think oh, it was no, fine
2: I'm, enough i'm playing around um
3: yeah kick us off <laughs> alex, you're just goofing You're just <laughs> goofing i was goofing over, goofing. Goofing <laughs> over here what's going my on heart? here, alex you're not allowed to be you alex you're the you're the quiet you're the straight innocent. man of this here podcast yeah uh, yeah alex what's going on here you you're getting us riled up <laughs> <laughs> alex throwing in jokes acting a little goofball oh i'll do final thoughts but only because you said so <laughs> um yeah, I really liked it. Like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. There was a lot that I really enjoyed about it. The expeditions were, like I said, very suspenseful. The acting was great and brought a lot of it to life. Uh the the, the narrative as a whole, it didn't do a ton for me, but it definitely kept me engaged and the only thing I would change would be the runtime. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed my time with this um Amazon Studios. They have money um and i don't give amazon any credit for this i mean this movie was made and they just bought it. (laughs) yeah yeah they have money (laughs) that's what i'm saying they have money Um, (laughs) they can they can buy good movies (laughs) if they want to (laughs) Um,
0: yeah uh final thoughts for me really cool movie um really fun to see uh, a movie made with this much attention to detail you know i'll i'll have problems still with the um I guess it would be like the color grading of uh, some of the uh, forest scene or jungle scenes. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like a a less greeny yellow looking nature um, than what they give me. Um, But other than that, I I really enjoyed this one. Um, Would definitely recommend it. Uh, I think the worst part about this movie is the fact that it does open with like, what is it? Like a, Sixty second long Amazon Studios opening that is equal parts disgusting and garish. Like, why would I'm going down Main Street USA and then ooh, it's a cinema. The thing Amazon is putting out of business. Oh, and they have their ugly ass website logo with studios. I, next that to it.
1: my exact words when it popped up were, "Why? Why don't you guys have a different logo for this? Yeah, topic? right.
0: Like, like, why not something that's a little
1: classy? They, right? they
3: have one now." Do they, they changed it? No, yeah, no. For the new Lord of the Rings show, it's Prime Video Studios or something like that.
0: It's Let's more take popular. video out of that. Prime Studios sounds better. Prime Video Studios sounds like they're shooting porn in the eighties, like and they're it selling just, on, they like VHS tapes. I don't remember. <laughs> like yeah, Prime Video Studios, uh, makers of my favorite Betamax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, come on. Uh. <laughs> well i guess
1: uh wait is it me is it my thoughts yeah, yeah. oh i thought it was time uh yeah i i i like this here movie uh i like i like how green it is uh i like that world war one's in it that's like my favorite war uh i really like 1917 <laughs> <laughs> you start going into your review. oh what happened i lost it for a minute
2: um (laughs) i like how it's shot like it's one shot my favorite
1: part about 1917 (laughs) um no i i really do i i i think above all um i mean i think it does just look fantastic because as ryan said they have a lot of money but also uh... No, don't give Amazon any credit for it. <laughs> well, Brad Pitt
0: has a lot of money and he Brad made a movie go. too. With his uh... with his contraceptive ass production company.
1: I think uh I think the story is just so freaking cool though. Like like late exploration is such a neat area. Um and yeah, no, I mean just all the all the like honor politics that are in it and just I yeah, I, it's right up my alley. I love it. Yeah, I didn't talk
2: about that. Oh,
3: Emperor Emperor Palpatine's in this movie. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I forgot Ian McDermott was in this.
0: Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) Yeah! A lot of fun actors. I
3: am the Senate, and you
2: will go to the Amazon River. (laughs) You will
3: find the
2: source. Carry on, Alex. (laughs) No, but we didn't. didn't, I I didn't talk about that, but I agree. This time period of just, like, where we don't have high-resolution maps of every corner of this earth, and we still have to, like, in the quote-unquote modern age we still have to, like, traverse places and still map it out and discover. I think that's such an interesting little period. And I love that that's kind of the setup for for this adventure. Um, yeah. It, it's kind of, you know, it's a it's a different take on the hero's journey because he's kind of like, I don't yeah. want to fucking do this, but all right. Um, it was a good hook, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. Great time. I always enjoyed watching, or showing showing people this movie. I I loved in freshman year showing Kyle and our other friends this movie cuz cuz I always want to share this kind of experience with them and I love talking about movies like this. I agree it's it, it it nothing about it is lazy. It's very creative and does enough differently in in the editing, the shot composition, the set design, everything that just makes for a a fun time and a great watch. It's it's easy on the eyes. It's easy to follow, but it's still very engaging. Um, yeah, let's pit these movies against each let's other. Vote.
1: Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Uh, I I have no clue how this one's gonna turn out. I'll, I'll start.
0: Um, so uh, I'm not gonna uh hide anything. I'm I'm picking Better Luck Tomorrow. It's short. It's sweet. It makes me laugh. I think that it takes more risks than Lost City of zed does and i think that those risks pay off incredibly i there's not a single member of the cast that i'd want to replace in better luck tomorrow i think everyone is fantastic i think the chemistry is always there um and then i don't know it, it just feels like such a um powerful 90 minutes that you are uh are, are, are a passenger of whereas Lost city of zed is really cool and it's super interesting um but i i never i i I, at some point i want to get off the boat you know i want to go back to my own life um so you know that's where i'm at but yeah better luck tomorrow my vote is for them
2: man um i haven't fully decided what my vote goes to these are two very different movies. One is slow and methodical and one is very quick, jerky and violent. Um, so they're very two very hard movies to compare. Of course I said a bunch of great things about Better Luck Tomorrow and The Lost City of Z has a very special place in, in my life. Um, but honestly I feel like after watching these two movies the one thing that's kind of putting it over the edge for me is that Better Luck Tomorrow was a new movie for me, and so I was completely unaware of anything. I didn't even know what the plot was about, and I was very pleasantly surprised with everything about it. Um, and then watching The Lost City of Z, as much as I love it, I don't know, I feel like it being my fourth rewatch or whatever, I can't... I I didn't have as much new appreciation for it as I did for, as I did for Better Luck Tomorrow, so... My vote, I think those are better luck tomorrow.
1: Just you are shitting me right now.
2: I, it was just so, so creative. So, I mean, super engaging. I, I Again, I love the runtime. Um, and I mean, ask me on any day of the any other day of the week, I might pick Lost City of Z. But I think just for the sake of pitting these two movies against each other, it, that one was just very fresh and very new for me. And so I got that. That definitely adds to my, my appreciation for it.
1: Uh, I'll go next. I just pop my finger really hard. Um, pretty sure Alex School just man. scuttled his own movie. Um, because I am voting for Lost City of Z. Uh, I love Better Luck Tomorrow. I think it's a better movie. I think everything it did was riskier, uh, which I appreciate. Um, but this kind of goes back to the Operation Avalanche Inception. Uh, like I said lost city of z is everything i love like i mean it's just it starts at the top of the mountain meanwhile so like as far as admiration goes it's no contest i i am in awe of better luck tomorrow but like yeah this is uh this is like oh hey better luck tomorrow is this really like good book you know and you read it and you feel great and uh lost city of z is heroin. Um and at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take heroin.
0: Uh, no one, no one <laughs> cut that. Sound we no Andy one got that sound be on clip on the podcast it. this this
1: week. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so my my vote's for Lost City is he. That's
2: surprising because of how kind of low energy we were in this discussion. And I'm very tired. No,
0: I know. But <laughs> also how positive he's you were coming down from too. the heroin, Alex. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: No, I I got to say I'm surprised. I thought it was gonna go three to one. I thought I was gonna be the only one. Well, no, no, no. sorry.
2: I was gonna say, oh, did I really shoot myself in the foot? I, I
3: <laughs> no, I was. Ex- well, you were very positive on it, but I was expecting. Hey, I thought I was expecting a tie today. And I guess that's what we're gonna get because I am voting for Lost Cities. Oh I'm my going. God! You scuttled uh, your own movie. I mean, I, I'm not gonna take um, back my opinion.
2: Uh
3: yeah. yeah go on, go on. Um, <laughs> I I liked both of these, but as far as like what I look for, I thought Last City of Z was just, I don't know. I'm not even going to say. I, I think I will say better. I think it had a, a higher, obviously, production level, and I thought it was a lot better made. Um, better Luck Tomorrow. It probably had a lot more heart, though. I'll give it that, and I really appreciated that. It was a really fun watch. I liked it a lot. It just it didn't do so much story-wise to kind of keep me um, engaged whereas Lost city of z i i really liked all those expeditions and everything so that is what would keep me coming back as far as rewatchability um i don't know i'm not like dying to rewatch either of these however i wouldn't i wouldn't scoff at rewatching either if the opportunity came up i guess i'd probably watch better luck tomorrow before Lost city of z honestly but i mean that said i i, I do like Lost city of z quite a bit i thought the characters were great Set pieces were great, really well shot, great score, great acting. So those are the things that are going to sell me every time. So I'm, I'm, I'm voting that way. And that does make it a tie. What I'm hearing, yeah, And uh, the Letterboxd
1: scores I... on this are uh, Lost City of Z with a 3.4, which I feel is quite low. Um, and Better Luck Tomorrow are... with a 3.5.
0: I was going to say these are two really oddly low scoring movies for yeah. no fucking reason.
1: No, I better luck tomorrow. Actually, has me head scratching. Lost City is, I can see why people would put it low, but I'm like, eh, it's still.
0: Um, yeah, but you think that this those, is a like, first. Fucking Tom Holland uh, fans would have put it over the edge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like,
2: it's a. I don't think it's a first. I think I've no, literally th- done this to my own movie. You have on. not.
1: No.
0: I did this it against to,
2: my
1: movie and cause it to lose. I, I yeah, did this no to my one, own movie. No, 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 because it was still 3 1. This is the first well, yeah. tie that someone scuttled their movie. I mean, Better Luck Tomorrow yeah, is just. Think that, they're they're both true.
2: super great movies. Um, hey. And again, the, the weather could have changed today and I would have flipped to the other side. Um, but I just what's doing it for me is that it was just a completely fresh experience to me. And so. That definitely kind of biases my perception of it. And don't get me wrong. Again, in fact, you said Better Look Tomorrow is probably a better movie. I might say Lost City of Z is a better made movie for my tastes. Oh, um,
0: yeah, that's where I'm at. I think, yeah, I think that's without a doubt. I, I, I don't like Better Look Tomorrow because it's the best. Like, there's clearly like weird things production wise with it because it was paid for with MC Hammer's credit card. But like i I, th- I think that it shines almost like how you felt about dread i think it shines in spite of those things because i don't think that they detract visually from the movie um at the end of the day whereas my opinion on dread was that those things did detract from it so right. I'm,
1: i am shocked i am genuinely uh... i'm not sad i think it's gonna hurt in the morning I'm having fun. I think you're gonna wake up. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be real sad, but either way,
0: Kyle knows. Kyle knows, knows all about how how bad it hurts when your movie loses. So you should probably I do. Yeah. His... Uh, <laughs> do
3: do we want to have a, a fun attitude perspective? Uh, Kino Clash stat real quick. Alex and Kyle have the same record right now. Whoa! <laughs> Shit.
2: Wow. I changed my vote.
0: <laughs> uh, twinning. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, again, I I'm just having fun watching these movies.
0: Well, yeah. Also, I, I feel like Alex's... Yeah, this was a rec- this was a fun. Yeah, movie. Alex's record is much harder fought and has a lot more honor to it than Kyle's. how about you shut the fuck up
1: how about you do that would you do that for me that'd be great you little slimy son of a bitch i've clawed my way back from the pits of hell you son of a bitch don't you dare spit on me you can't spit far enough and low enough to land on me in my little slime pit where i reside You think, you know, some people are born on third base and they think they hit a triple, Brendan. (laughs) Well, they fucking didn't, asshole.
0: (gasps) And I would like to reiterate that Kyle has no honor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If we were in a fight, I I would bite. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was
3: saying the attitude perspective is, it's kind of funny. You know, you would think, I don't know. Alex is much more positive, I think. (laughs) Yeah, well, Alex didn't
1: lose, what, nine in a row? I don't (laughs) want to hear anything from any of you sons of bitches. You're all garbage. You haven't had to suffer like I have. I was,
3: uh, I was telling Kyle, Alex is the sweetheart of Kino Clash. Everybody loves Alex. That's a, that's a fact. How could you not? Yeah, Alex is the sweetheart. Alex is the, uh, Alex is the catch of the group.
2: Wow. I'm, Flattered. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. And say, that's a uh, yeah, say, say, for my retirement. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, put that on your resume. Um, anyway, we fellas, uh, we have six movies left, or six matchups left for oh, Alex. I was going to say. Um, and I am going to say it is cloudy with the chance of Alex or Ryan 100%. There is no chance it's not going to be either mine or Alex's, or both. We, we could be against each other, but it is going to be either me or Alex no matter what in this next matchup so are we ready to roll these uh these dang bones out all right well, i uh, so roll these bones roll yes please I mean, this, this this die is like melting in my hand it's uh the, the corners have become rounded all right. get them rolling so what are it, we rolling what are we die? rolling uh d6 it's a, it's a d6 otherwise known as a just a just a normal one <laughs> <laughs> for those at home uh yeah let's roll it Six on the nose. Oh, I was really hoping for a speed job. It's the last one. Uh, but we get the Battle of the minds, everybody. We get the Battle <laughs> of the <laughs> Oh,
1: <mines>. baby! <laughs> this
3: is number six seed, Kyle's pick, Interstellar. Or no, sorry. Oh. Number six seed, Alex's pick, Interstellar, versus number 11 seed, Kyle's pick, Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, uh, um, yeah. I'm going to lose this one, everybody. Uh, you know <laughs> hey, what? I don't I, I think Talladega Knights seen... was ever going to win.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen Talladega Knights in so long. I have fond... Okay, What which version are we watching? Are we watching the unrated version or the PG-13 one?
1: Unrated if we can, I would say.
0: Unrated? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that one, so sure, I'll,
3: I'll, I'll check either. it out. I've seen Talladega Nights. I've seen both of these many times. <laughs> I used to
1: watch it in Talladega Nights
0: really? all the time as a kid.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen it in
0: it... <laughs> at least four or five times.
1: Uh, this is this is a matchup I've been really looking at, just because it's going to be so batshit. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> no. just so many
0: moments in Talladega Nights that I just want to talk about with people. like Stuff that I remember. <laughs> the, I, like That's like coming back to me now that I'm thinking about the movie. Like those promos it's, that they cut are so funny.
2: It's fantastic. The final, Sasha the, final Baron gods, Cohen. the final the final comparison between the movies are going to be I just love the engaging visuals and the music really uplifted me, but when uh, they were talking about shit at the dinner table, it really made me laugh. <laughs> when they were
0: talking about baby Jesus.
3: <laughs> they were talking about Jesus at the Leonard Skinner concert. That spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. When Clark good... when
0: Clark Michael Duncan stabbed Will Farrell in the leg and yeah. then stabbed him again. Kyle what's, <laughs> Kyle, what's up with that? This is your
1: second Michael Duncan. This is my second movie? Michael. I love Michael <laughs> Duncan. I was genuinely He's like one of the few actors I think about and I'm like I'm really bummed he's dead. That yeah. really makes me sad.
0: And he he's he's so funny. And he's Nights. fantastic. We'll, we'll talk about this when we get to the movie. He's so. I'm funny not gonna in that lie. Movie. I'm feeling
1: a little more confident about *Taladega Nights*
0: now. I mean, he, I, uh, he's I kind of. He sure was kind of was like, a, like a like a Michael right, J. Don't White. Be, no, don't make it too big for your bridge, buddy. <laughs> I wish he was in more comedy.
3: <laughs> oh, you're going up against Christoph Nolan. All right, <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a big deal.
2: All right. Well,
3: yeah, we'll but see. he's
0: going up against his like worst movie. So I mean.
2: Ooh. <laughs> you, you think
0: it's his worst Ooh. i thought no, you no. hate Dunkirk. let's let's save it well Dunkirk's not his worst I, I i would probably say that like
1: insomnia is his worst
0: movie i don't know i haven't yeah. seen it i'd say that uh what was that it's, it's, it's not, not, it's not <laughs> i i kind of i don't like i mean we got into it i don't like, like interstellar um maybe that's his worst to me not interstellar inception i meant
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh,
0: you know what? Actually, no, his worst movie is probably fucking The Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) That movie fucking sucks. It's not (laughs) great. I don't that's probably my least favorite.
1: Well, we'll get into this and more on the next episode. (laughs) All right. Kino Clash.
3: (laughs) We'll see everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. So long. (laughs)